This week on the IGN UK podcast. Robocop meets the Hurt Locker. You're like a shimmering quim. Cheese or shoes. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Alex and this week I'm joined by Chris Dilley. Hello. Daniel Kruper. Hello. And Stuart Reed. Hello. This podcast is a little bit different for us, uh, mainly because uh, Drachmia89 said on iTunes, sort out the sound quality. So we've got different microphones this week. Yeah. Does it sound better? You've got the, the cans on, Stuart. I can't hear a thing. Oh, that's good. Who that's said good that? Of, of 486 years. Ago. That is true. Yes. Yeah. You got? Oh, you've left your ear trumpet at home. <laughs> your white. My ear. brass ear trumpet. Uh, so do let us know if it sounds better at home. Yeah. Better you? or worse? We've got yeah. a few complaints about the song. Quality. Is it better yeah. or worse? Number one number or number two? two. With like this, or without? Or, yeah. That's one yeah. for. That's you one for hearing spectacles. Test. No, it's, that's for spectacles. No, but also hearing tests when they used to drop marbles. Drop marbles? What? Where's the what, sound of marbles? You lost your marbles. You'd hear a little. We and should at this point explain that Alex has put his back out and he's and he's he's doped up to fuck on <laughs> on coke. Hell yes, Hell and yes. Uh, we've got a feeling that he might actually just go off on one at some point today, I which could be very exciting. Stay tuned for that. I'm keeping my distance. <laughs> uh, should we hit the news? Let's hit the news. Uh, Krupa, you're up first. First bit of news is movie and game related. So you know, intersection. Wow, it encompasses um, everything that IGN is good at. You could say that. Um, Michael Fassbender has been cast as the hero in the Assassin's Creed movie, Ooh. which is quite a big deal. Um, Jean-Julien Baronet, Who's that? Who is the CEO of Ubisoft Motion Pictures, which is a company Ubisoft founded, um, I think, late last year to develop their own IPs into movies instead of like farming them out to big Hollywood studios to do. They've retained more control. And he said, Michael Fassbender... Can you do it in the accent, please? What, my accent? Yeah. No, his accent. I don't know what he sounds He's like. obviously French. Might not be. He is. What's his uh, name? Michael Fassbender. Brilliant. Brilliant. He's, he was our first choice. Michael, Michael Fassbender. He was Michel. Our first, Michel Fassbender was <laughs> our first choice Premier for choice. this movie. And uh, what we are very excited to have working with him to be in it. And, uh, so you don't even know what he said, but pretty much that's what he said. Yeah? <laughs> he's extremely smart, talented, versatile, and a committed actor. So he's actually going to chop off his own finger. Yeah. So he can accommodate the hidden blade, which is method of him. Method. It's a method. He did actually have all his insides scooped out to play a robot in Prometheus. Did he? He did. And filled with milk. That is actually his ho- own head that's removed from his body in that scene. Wow. One that's second. The... Spoiler? Spoiler. Is the hidden blade in one of his fingers? Um, I think I'm right in saying Altair in the first game, he to become an assassin, um, sort of a, a mark of commitment is to sever your finger. It's part oh. of the initiation ritual. And the blade um, sort of appears where the missing finger would be. But I think later assassins don't do that. They're well, not as committed. That, I'll tell you, it was, you know, he was, yeah. he was crazy. You can't help thinking that removing a finger is going to affect swordplay. Mm. You think? You're got, really going to have to suspend your disbelief to believe that. Mm. Does that yeah. work? Mm, not really. really work. <laughs> Why don't they just have a tattoo? <laughs> An assassin's tattoo. Why cut your finger off? Stupid. Or alternatively, just look for the man wearing the big white robe. Yeah, yeah. Who's, or have t-shirts who's dick, printed up. Who's dicking, yeah. a, who's dicking about on rooftops, making yeah. a lot of noise? Yeah. Who's that twat up there? Yeah. You'd hear him. So is hanging this, out with is Leonardo. Is this movie going to be any good? No, I no. don't know. I <laughs> probably not. No. Well, initially, I thought. I think casting Fassbender is casting Fassbender. That what? That's what I said, isn't it? Yeah. Um, He's so hot right now. Is a signal of intent that you know he. He's a he's massively in demand, and yep. he's a great, great actor. He's a very talented man. Has he done a bad movie? I'm sure he has, but yeah. he's on a pretty good role at the moment. That one where yeah. he got his cock out all the way through, I didn't go much on that. Prometheus. But he, even when he does bad movies, he's pretty good. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's usually the best thing in hey, them. Hey, why wasn't terribly good, but his scenes were really excellent. And right. Prometheus, like mixed reviews, but most people si- si- uh, single him out as mm. the standout performance in that movie. Um, but you know, I remember thinking something similar when Prince of Persia came out, and mm. well, it was in development, and they cast Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Because you think, oh, it's a you know a quality, credible. But actor. the difference there is, is that wasn't that whole kind of treatment done by an external party? Yeah, whereas so this is kind of being handled at the moment by Ubisoft. You'd have to think it'd be, it would have to be quite a, a sort of mature film. But I, yeah. I assume it's not going. To, I imagine it'd be twelve A. But you know, something like The Dark Knight shows you can have quite a mature twelve A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- well, I think the source material is definitely there. It's got the potential to be a brilliant trilogy movie. as well. Could we start a petition now to make sure Danny Wallace isn't in it? We could do. Is it? He is a mate of Will's. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, what's that mean? Well, it means that a mate of Will's is he stood next to him once <laughs> at, at a urinal. <laughs> Some on TV, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Assassin's Creed news then. <laughs> yeah. Jolly good. Uh, on to this bit of news then. Have you heard of Ooh Ya? Ooh Ya, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ouya is is going to be this ninety nine dollar um, Android based games console that I tried to garner interest uh, in last week's podcast about, and nobody gave a fuck. But now it's the biggest Some Kickstarter in history. Biggest Kickstarter <laughs> in history. Like, nobody listens to you. Stuart. Nobody listens to me. So they open their uh, the company Ouya. Uh, open their Kickstarter. It's such a shit name. I cannot Ooh-ya. take it seriously. Ouya. Oh, no. uh, they yeah. launched their Kickstarter uh, at six a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and by 2 p.m. Uh, had completed their funding of $950,000. That's not a lot. It's not a lot, is to it? To develop a new console. Yeah, but the the clever thing is, I guess it's ba- because it's based on Android. Right. A lot of the a lot of the software back end is already there and a lot of the hardware based stuff will already kind of pretty much be in place. So Am I right in saying it's only going to play Android games that are kind of already available on Android tablets or uh, well, Android mobile? You or? mean or, or, or Google Play, Google Google Play, whatever their uh, whatever yeah. the, the site is? Well, this is the thing because it's a hackable console. It's specifically designed to be hackable. Right. So I guess it's like a big boy's version of the Raspberry Pi that came out a couple of months ago. Mm. A small hackable computer. This is a big hackable console. But what a brilliant idea. All these homebrew games that you might be able to download, that might be really cool. This could, could be the future. But So they're talking about, like, uh, so if you buy one or if you've already bought one, it's like $99, I think. That's right, yeah. Um, But I saw uh, an analyst talking and he was saying that actually based on the specs and the build quality, it should cost... Or maybe will cost nearer four hundred bucks because obviously it's got like a touchscreen on the controller. It's got lots of kit implemented into it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. I've got no answer to that, Alex. Ninety nine dollars. No, uh, it's going to happen by the looks of things. They've sold out of consoles. Yeah, they want to build more consoles, uh, but the problem is apparently they're not do- they're not doing any work at Ouya because they're all too busy hitting refresh to see how much money they've made. They've oh, actually yeah. admitted you would, that. Wouldn't you? you would, yeah. Can, can I take us back a step? Yeah. yeah. A, a Kickstarter campaign, when you give money to a Kickstarter campaign, you're not investing in that you'll get money back if it's successful. So what were these... Uh, it, kind of, it depends. So, so you, what are these people getting? They'll get a console. They're getting the console. Mm, so essentially buying... So even if it does eventually come out at $400, they've all got their consoles yeah, for $99. Exactly. Yeah. Did they all have to... Was it $99 you had to put forward... To but the way it usually works is that there are different levels of investment of yeah. what you get 
back depends on how much you put in. Mm. So no, I'm just intrigued as yeah. to what kind of. Uh, I must admit, I don't know the specifics on this yeah. one, but I assume that the minimum donation would have been ninety nine dollars, and therefore for that you get your console. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point? Got it. That's a lot of consoles. Then that they'll it's be a terrible name. It is. I do. I, I like the different connotations there. <laughs> like the "ooh, you bastard" is the, yeah. the handheld version or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bitch! <laughs> oh yeah, that's a pink console for the ladies. <laughs> uh, I've got the next piece of news, and it is uh, basically someone from Square Enix slagging off Shit, Microsoft. Is it, is it Enix? Yeah. Always called it Enix. Oh, uh, what an idiot! Square Enix. Square oh. Enix. Does it really matter? Oh, I feel stupid. Is now. it Sega or Sega? Is it Chumbawamba or Chumbawamba? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. One of the many unanswered questions in this world. Anyway, Julien Mutheron. I don't know if he's French, but he sounds French. Do the accent uh, then? Yeah. Uh, no, because he goes on for ages. Uh, well, he, go he on. He's the, the worldwide the technology director for Square. He Ooh. says that we have Sony and Microsoft talking about this generation lasting seven, eight, nine, or even ten years. <laughs> it's the biggest mistake they have ever made. Is he from Dorset? Pepe Le Pew. Lloyd Grossman. I don't know if he does endorse it, actually. If he does endorse it. Yes. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so basically what he's saying is um, a lot of developers who basically pour all of their stuff into a new platform and then maybe it doesn't kind of work out for them. What they tend to, what they tend to do in the past was wait to the next generation because this generation is so long and Sony have basically stretched out Xbox 360 and PS3. He's basically saying that those developers, I, I don't know if he's basically saying shit developers who didn't make good games <laughs> in the first place, have then gone on to a other kind of a platform, so browser, iOS, etc. Mm. And um, it's going to be a lot harder for them to come back to the hardware platforms when PS4 and Durango come out. Yeah, but your AAA games are still coming out on the consoles, aren't they? But, well, so the, the, there's another point he makes, and I think this is true. Um, obviously... If you make the barrier to entry for a new uh, hardware platform really, really high, which it will be for PS4 and uh, Xbox 720, the number of people coming back to that platform or, or who will have the ability to actually invest the money needed to make those games is going to be very small. Mm. So all you're going to see is, is the consoles uh, get more and more powerful. You need more and more development resource. You're just going to see fewer and fewer games. And obviously we're seeing that already. Um, but I think you know it's, it's got a valid point. Like If you can make... You could probably make... 50 iOS games for, for the price of a mediocre PS3 game. I'm guessing, I don't know. That's finger in the air stuff. That's what Molyneux's done, hasn't he? Yeah. He, he's left to experiment with iOS. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I just think it's, I, I think he's got a valid point. Mm. Um, mm. You know, my concern is that the next platform comes out and there are, you know, maybe you know, six or seven franchise games on those yeah. platforms and nothing else. What happens? What happens if we just put the price of the games up, though? What happens if it costs like eighty, ninety quid for a game instead of forty? Because it's almost I almost see this happening in other forms of entertainment in cinema, yeah. where you know a film, you know, twenty years ago a film would have cost maybe a blockbuster would have cost thirty-five million dollars, and now you're looking at hundred, hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty plus minimum, yeah, yeah, and it costs you obviously, you know, it costs you more to go to the cinema now than it did twenty years ago. But see, I think. I see what you're saying there, but the problem is with that is some games you probably wouldn't mind spending that money on, like yeah. you know games like Call of Duty, whether you like it or hate it. Some people will play that game for 12 months mm -hmm. uh, multiplayer, but other games you finish and then that's it. And you know that's I don't know, and, and I think the problem is is by doing that, by raising the price of games, you're making it even more restrictive 
for people uh, to kind of go and buy them. Like, you, you look at Christmas last year, there were so many games out mm. that no one could have possibly played them all in the space of those three months. No. So, I don't know. I guess there's the rental market, isn't there? If we're looking towards getting uh, everything being in the cloud and, and not owning in a physical format, and maybe you just rent the games, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Croops? Um, I think you'll be heading towards a, a system where you play a, a flat subscription for mm. most games, and you, you might have um, that offset by in-game advertising. Mm-hmm. I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. Already or, does for certain games, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think you'll get more and more product placement like you do in movies yeah. to bring down... Produ- Say you want to make a blockbuster game, and you don't want to sell that game for eventually, because it's still maybe only a 12-hour game. You don't want to sell that game for th- um, you know £100. Maybe that company takes a license from Coke and there's Coke cans throughout the game. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm playing Max, Max Payne 3 at the moment. There's all throughout the game. There you are, could dream Jack there Daniels. Are, there are vending machines as well, but there are <laughs> vending machines. You just think, why Why didn't you sell this to Coke? Why aren't these Coke vending machines? Well, this why is what, isn't this is what Sopranos did in the um, sort of what was the early 2000s when it started because it had high production costs. Mm. Um, they took a bunch of licensing agreements. But it makes sense, you know, when the Sopranos are around the table having dinner and they've got bottles of Coke and Sprite. Yeah. It makes sense. It looks more natural than if you have fake yeah. brands. Yeah. It does, yeah. Um, but, uh, but on the flip side, Chris, you've probably seen this in a lot of movies. The last couple of Bond movies, the the, the, the product placement has been almost overpowering. Well, I was going to say, couldn't you have Master Chief drinking a Heineken? Yeah. Because that's what Bond's doing this uh, this November. Right. He's not drinking vodka martini, he's drinking Heineken. Is he what? Really? And driving a Ford Focus? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, this see, that's could be where the it, end. That's where it all goes wrong. This could be the end for Bond. Wearing a Casio as well. Is yeah. he? I don't know. Imagine if he did. A little watch and calculator. A little one that, like, oh, it's a gadget that you can change the TV channel with. <laughs> but that's, that's taking it too far. But I do think that there is a, a kind of... A well, when it helps sell the reality, yeah. you know, mm. makes sense. But then, sorry, the only other point he makes is, God, he's really down, this man. Jesus. Uh, he talks about Uncanny Valley, which is obviously the the kind of um, trying to make computer graphics look real. Um, so he's basically saying it's just a, a, a never-ending cycle because as soon as the like, processing power gets good enough to make um, the facial likenesses look better, then you know the, un- the animation doesn't look quite right. And so he never believes that you'll ever, ever hit that sweet spot. Mm. I think they should make a game called perfect. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Well, they should make a horror game called Uncanny Valley, which contains all your worst fears. Followed by oh. the Corridor of Uncertainty. That's good, yeah. That's good. I like Cricket term. Is it? Yeah. They're starting to get the eyes right now, aren't they? They're starting to do the little flicker in the eyes, so the eyes don't stay perfectly still in, in a lot of mm. games, which helps a little bit, because there's always the eyes that look so dead, I think. And also, uh, a lot of the time, lip syncing. Lip syncing is awful in mm, games. Mm. Hard to do, though. You can't put those little silver balls around someone's mouth while they talk. Excuse me? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, you could. I have some movie news. Uh, do you want to talk sequels? Yeah. Go on, then. Dean Devlin. I've always liked that name. It's a Dean good name. Devlin. It's a solid name, isn't it? It's a superhero it? name. Yeah. I'm Dean Devlin. Uh, he's a movie producer who used to work with Roland Emmerich. Uh, they made, Not so fond of that name. They made Stargate and Independence Day together. Is, is Dean Devlin delving into the past? He is. Good. He is, because these two parted company a while ago. I don't know why. Uh, didn't work together for 11 years, but now it looks like they are recombining their efforts... Uh, to do Independence Day 2. What? Mm. Which has been mooted for about five years, but yeah. I think the two of them um, have been putting off, mainly because I think they were trying to have success elsewhere. Not not succeeded, so boom, let's go back to our biggest hit. Mm. So um, he said, creatively, for the first time since we did the original, I feel we have the worthy concept, a worthy path to go. Brilliant. And they're speaking to Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum, 
uh, Bill Pullman and the rest of the cast about returning. Awesome. <laughs> Do we want to see that? Is it yes. awesome? Really? Yes, I want to will, see that. Will the MacBook save the day again? No, because this time the aliens have got Norton antivirus. Imagine if it got all the way to the alien mothership and Goldblum had forgotten his mini DVI adapter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. It's not going to connect. Thunderbolt. Oh, no one uses Thunderbolt. <laughs> Who thought they'd still be using Firewire? Yeah, Nobody got... uses Firewire. <laughs> but will they have to change the date? Because they've done Independence Day. Will it have to be Martin Luther King Day or Memorial yeah. Day or whatever? <laughs> Labour Day. Pancake Day. Pancake Day would be brilliant. Was it actually, I, I must admit, I can't remember the exacts around the original movie. Was it actually set on July the 4th? Uh, but yeah, a big chunk of, of it, it was. Yeah. That's right. when the president makes his big speech. Yeah. Right. Remember, you must I remember, remember that. Yeah, today, oh. yeah. today we celebrate our Independence Day. I love that movie. <laughs> you? I love that oh, movie. It's just a big, dumbass, massive, I love, stupid I think, film. Yeah, it is. Bloody stupid! The bit where yeah. the alien emerges from the ship and Will Smith just punches, punches it in the it, face. Yeah. Exactly, that's, that's what you want. That's a good bit. Blowing up the White House. But Come what on. could they do for a sequel? Yeah, it's like, difficult, isn't it? Do we invade their planet and conquer it? Yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah because they got oil on it. Reverse colonialism. <laughs> um, he also said that another of their films, the film they made before Independence Day, uh, might get a sequel. Uh, he starts off the quote by saying, "Stargate has always had this empty hole." Which uh, I think is a weird... Is that not the gate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either that or its audience. Uh, when we made the first Ooh. one, we always intended on doing parts two and three, and we were prevented for years. Our hope is that we can get another chance at Stargate and tell the entire story we want to tell. But they've told so much of it. There's been too... There's a lot, lot of TV, TV series. Yeah, I think he's going to pretend the TV it's series never exist. happened. But, um, but weren't the TV series really popular? The first one was. Well, yeah. But... Starting I I saw Stargate at the cinema, I think. I can't remember a thing about it. Mm. No, apart from a little funny portal. Yeah. And and the, the baddie was Jay Davidson from uh, The Crying Game. Really? Wow, don't remember mm. that. Spoiler S- alert. Same twist again at the end <laughs> of Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> is, is yeah. Kilby hasn't seen Crying is that, Game yet. Is that an empty hole? No. <laughs> no really. let, me, let me fill that for you. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if I really care about that one. but, but um, This got us talking in the office, didn't it? About what? Um, sequels to sci-fi movies we'd actually like to see. Mm. Got any ideas, Stu? No. <laughs> no. No about this question, not in just no. in general. No. no. I don't know. Sequels to sci-fi movies, uh, I think all the good ones have been done, haven't they? It's a real tough one because I, it's very rare that a sequel is as good as the original. Solaris. And people... I didn't like Solaris. Did you not? No. Which one? The George Clooney one. Ugh, that's crap. Okay, that's the right. proper one. All right, I didn't know there was another there's, one, but yeah, there's the original Russian one. Then the, the, there's a really good bit about 20 minutes in, where for half an hour he's literally just driving a car. That's wow. my favourite bit. Sell it to you. Yeah, sounds really good. But like, I love that. What, film. Why didn't love we it. have that in the, the uh, best movie moments ever? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Do you guys? Stuart just said there's a great bit 20 minutes in where he's driving a car for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of film that puts you in a zen-like state of mind. Asleep. <laughs> Let's go for a drive, Stu. Um, but the thing is, most people want sequels because they love the original and they want more of the same, but it never ever works out, really. Aliens. Yeah, Empire Strikes Back. But a very different film from the original. Mm. Godfather Part 2. I've never seen a Godfather film. Not a sci-fi. Can't believe you've never seen Godfather. Yeah. Godfather is sci-fi. <laughs> is it? No. So what about you then, Tilly, as our movie expert? I don't know, I quite like time travel movies, so some of the good time travel movies I'd like to see sequels to. Would like, you like to see a Back like, to the Future 4? No. 
But I'd like to see a Primer sequel. Mm. Or maybe Time Crimes sequel. I like the ones that are quite clever Motion. with looping stuff up because right. I think you could do interesting things. In, like they did with Back to the Future. You, you weave yeah. it in and out of them. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's a new uh, Bruce Willis movie coming out, isn't there? Looper. Which is a very similar kind of thing. Looper. Yeah. Looper. Looper. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, even even Source Code, which I didn't think was great, I think there's, there's an idea there that could be... Yeah, I thought the idea of Source Code was better than the execution, unfortunately. Yeah, mm. yeah. I saw Quantum... I caught Quantum Leap the other day on the telly, speaking of Source Code. Right. Still good. Yeah. Quantum Leap oh, was good. Have you ever seen the episode where he, he wakes up in the body of a chimp? Yeah. I don't, I know I don't, mean, I don't was, mean like that. That was so don't embarrassing like for him. Yeah. No more tequila for me. He was inhabiting the body of a right pervert. Balls deep in bubbles. It means you could throw your ejaculate on other people there and wouldn't get in trouble. What, if you were a chimp? I really don't know how to respond to that. If you were sleeping with a chimp or if you were a chimp? If you were inside a chimp. Oh, God. And on that bombshell... (laughs) (laughs) Is that that pleasure or is that pain? What the... Just freestyling, right. just anyway. freestyling. I anyway. believe he had that ready to go. <laughs> yeah. oh, what, how did that happen? What kind of stuff do you keep on your iPad? That was just in my photo reel. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so what, can Z. you think of any more sci-fi movies you want to see remakes of then? Well, um, Battery's not included. Oh, you really? said that. Yeah, mm. Battery's included. <laughs> the title and everything. They basically finished rebuilding the mosaic in the stairwell. The That's best it. thing about Battery's not included is the, is the asterisk before the title name. Right. Why? Because it's cool, isn't it? How many how many film titles have an asterisk? At Does that actually explain what Aster- that means? Asterisk and obelisk. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Aster- <laughs> he wins. Does win that? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Just terrible. <laughs> now the, the trouble is, when I was coming up with a list of these for potential feature, I, I thought of a bunch of what I thought were good ones, and then a lot of them I thought actually I don't want to see sequels to these yeah. films. No. Stuff that- like the thing and um. Well, God, they've else? already they made a prequel, haven't they? Made a prequel. Event Horizon. I really yeah, like Event Horizon. Yeah, really that's one of my favourites. Galaxy Quest, I thought, could could do with a sequel. Mm. A comedy like that, where yeah. it's, I'm not, it's not going to ruin the I original. Have, I think much. I've only ever seen it once, and I remember it being okay. Yeah. I watched it again the other day, and it's, it's very funny. Right. <laughs> Sam Rock. Awesome. <laughs> I loved your criticism. Oh, um, I've only seen it once, but I remember it being okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember my eyes not falling out. <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, going back to the Batch, which is your favourite Batch of the Future film? I meant to ask you this, girl. The earlier. first one. Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. What, what, then, yeah. what rank the other ones? Oh. As a kid, oh, I, as a kid, I love two worse. more than any of them, but now I think it's my least favourite too. Yeah, I don't think a film can ever be great when a, a character has to get out a chalkboard and spend two minutes drawing and explaining things on a chalkboard because the pot hasn't been able to do it. Time now for Trade Ale Time Bar. Isn't it? Yes, it is. So this week's trailer was picked because it's uh, ludicrous. What, the rapper? Yes. Brilliant. Anyway, let's check it out. Wake your bitch ass Four badass birds. 3.4 million bullets fired. 17 destroyed compounds. 10,000 insurgents dead. And you've got both of us killed. Three times. <laughs> right, so I'm first thing I'll say is I'm amazed at the foresight of Ubisoft 
if they because clearly they made that in the early 90s yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and they predicted that it was going to be this expendables movie yeah that's incredible. Well, I think they probably commissioned that game when, you know, the original cast yeah. was big the first time round. Because <laughs> that's on the this PS1, happen, isn't it? it? That's surely yeah. PS1. Yeah. 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 That's what I just saw. So yeah. th- that, by the way, is the Expendables 2 video game. Is that download? Yes. It's going right. to be, yeah, PSN, PSN Xbox Live okay. and PC. But Doesn't look very good, does it? Well, well oh, oh, really? Descent well, the, uh, well, the ranks. Um, it looks like it's four-player co-op. Yes, I think it's management of expectations. Obviously, it's not a big budget title, no. but it could be fun to play for ten minutes on a lunch I break. Think I think it's what it is. Retarded. Yeah, might it be a bit like Golden Axe? It looks like. Um, so the perspective looks a bit too like much credibility. <laughs> the perspective looks a bit like Lara Croft, Guardian of Light. No side on. It kind of, I imagine you weird probably, though, isn't it? I imagine because you probably use the right analog to aim your gun and fire it by pushing what, like, it in different directions. TV kind of yeah, style. rather yeah. than pressing on a trigger. Yeah. You know, it looks like a silly little game. But, but at the same time, you know, there are bits in there that kind of don't look like it's that sort of perspective. The, the bits where he blows the guy's kneecaps off and shoots him in the face. Yeah, I wonder if that's just if you're playing one Might player. Just be like you love it when you get to shoot people in the face, don't you? Or the knee. Yes. Yes. But I, I don't know. Why? Who's going to buy that? Teddy, you like the first film. Will you buy that? First film's all right. Uh, no. No. Depends on no, price I mean, point, yeah. is is a movie tying enough for a, a, to set to, to sell enough copies that they'll make their money back? How much do you reckon that costs to to make that game? I mean, it's probably built on some crappy old engine that they got for next to nothing, isn't it? Well, potentially, but you've still got the licensing in there. You've still got you know the likenesses of all of the kind of big characters. So obviously, we saw Stallone in there. We saw Lundgren, Sh- uh, Terry Crews, Schwarzenegger in there. I don't know. Yeah, they might not have Arnie or Bruce Willis. Yeah. they're not big characters in the movies, but right. Is Terry Crews the very angry man at the start and beginning? Yeah. He's constantly angry. Who is Always he? shouting. He'd be a nightmare to have around your house. Who is he? I don't even know who he is. I don't know who he is. Uh, is he just in this film? Is he? He's, no, he's become an action star because... Isn't he UFC he did, or something He, he did like some that. really funny um, adverts years ago um, for the Super Bowl right. where it was him in an office giving someone like aggressive American football instructions and right. then they became so popular that he ended up getting film roles. That's all he's done? Famous for being He angry. did an Old Spice advert as well. Oh, is it him? What, the look at me, no, no look up? No, no, not that one, uh, a different one. Old Spice TV commercial, the odour blocker, body wash. Oh. oh. Odour blocker. Oh. He's 43. Is he? Why, did you, look why, at, so why did you look at me when you said that? Because you're 43 in a week. Not a good reason to... Your physique is very similar to his. Very similar. And you're also yeah. black. Yes. Um, None more black. But you were probably angrier, angrier than him. Uh, angrier. Angrier. <laughs> angrier. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, it's a fun trailer. Yeah, well... No, mm, it's not. Listeners, let, let us know what you think. Actually, sorry. He was an F- NFL player as well. So what? I thought he was a sportsman. He was, was a, a, he was a defensive end. Of that was. is. He was on a linebacker. A defensive bell end. means nothing Defense. to me. It means absolutely nothing. It's handy if you've got an unexplored hole. The one thing that I thought was interesting about it is that obviously, and it's over the top is that you've got you know they're all taking on tanks and helicopters and you know ridiculous things with Punch like pea shooters yeah exactly so it might be fun in that respect but I have very low expectations for that game reminds me of Contra do you ever play a game yeah it's Contra? definitely got a whiff of Contra about it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. which is, is, that, is, that, is that, did they do an advert for a whiff of Contra yeah that was the uh, Odor Eaters <laughs> a whiff of Contra a whiff of Contra um, but anyway, listeners, let us know what you think. IGNUK feedback at IGN.com. Mm, or there's the Twitters and the Facebooks. 
Both IGN UK. Mm. Yep. Uh, so, we've uh, been kicking this around the office a bit. Well, it's, the idea kind of originated because Fastbender was cast this week as the assassin, and they've also greenlit a Deus Ex movie, haven't they, Chris? They have. And they've also given a release date for the Need for Speed movie. So lots of video games have been turned into movies of late. So we thought we'd pitch our own yeah. video game adaptations. Because mm-hmm. there's been a lot of bad ones. But we think there's room for some good ones. Not yes. every video game to, to film adaptation has to be a pile of shit, does it? Does so it? far, yes, Yours? it does. Is that a rhetorical question? <laughs> <laughs> Surely it doesn't have to be. So, yeah, we, we thought taking the whole history of, of video games... Marrying them up with you, with a director you think would do it good, and and you know trying to fill out the uh, the starring roles as well. So we've all come up with one each. Yeah, yeah, bear in mind you could have picked any game from any time from any console, and two of us have picked the same. You are kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> well no, wait, see, maybe me and you have picked the same as well. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> maybe we've all picked the same. So yeah, the idea is we're going to do a thirty second pitch yep. of, of this movie, um, and maybe get you, the audience, to tell us which one you like the best in the next week. Sounds good. Yeah. Brilliant. You so have you got the, the clock ready? Yeah, and can we... I, I was having such trouble getting mine down from... It took, mine was two minutes long initially. Have, have you done a practice pitch? Yeah, totally. Oh, wow. God. I so I really all. want us to enforce... I just wanted to time it. Right. Can we enforce the 30-second rule? Sure. Because sure. So all four of us have, uh, have provided pitches, yeah? We're all yep. ready for this? Already. Have How much have you guys prepared, by the way? What have you done, Chris? I've written a little pitch. Written. Did I say written? Can I show that Cody? Uh, yeah, but mine was. I tried it out. I thought it was. It looked like it was thirty seconds, and it was two minutes long. Wow! So I had to. Um, I've just been heavily editing. Okay. He's been pacing up and down all morning, like he's going into a Hollywood studio. I'm so stressed. <laughs> this could be the making of me. So yeah, we want you to listen very carefully to these four pitches. Whichever one you think is best, uh, let us know, and the winner will probably get I don't know, kind of fizzy pop or something like that. They'll get to make this film. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay, Jim will from this movie. We should All do right. a Kickstarter. That's a brilliant idea. We should. Let's do that. Let's see which pitch wins first. Go. It is the future, the near future. And games like football and things oh. like that are becoming even <laughs> not more not violent than ever. And uh, in this melee of violent games comes a whole new sport. The sport of speedball. Bring it on. Yes, uh, speedball to brutal deluxe. But I would just call the game, the, the film Speedball. And I would really like uh, Tom um, Thingy to star in it. Brilliant. Not Tom Cruise, oh, the other one. Five seconds. The Hardy. Yeah, Tom Hardy and Paul Thomas Anderson directing it for some reason. I couldn't figure right, out right, why. You're gone, you're gone, you're gone. That was rubbish. Thanks. Is that all you did was describe the game, and then at the end went, "Oh, by the way, it's it a future. It's a future for fifteen seconds. Did, yeah. <laughs> the future, the near future." I didn't get to the bit where they're driving cars. Well, and and also, in. basically, you've described rollable. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't write down rollable. <laughs> so well done. Thanks. <laughs> That's Amazing. a fantastic pitch. Right, so that's that's oh, right. That's that's Stuart. What was Stuart's oh, my phone's, my, I'm, I'm my phone's already ringing. It's Hollywood on the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got that Tom Hardy guy in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have one similarity actually. Oh, really? So <laughs> Tom Hardy in everything. Hands up if you haven't got Tom Hardy. <laughs> I've got Tom Hardy. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. I don't. Sorry, I thought you said hands up if you don't. I don't have right. Tom Hardy. Yeah, You're the only one. You're you the only win. One. Well, you right, lose. I don't, I don't. Yeah. 
Right. So, so yeah, that, we timing him this time. That, that yeah, was I'll Stuart's th- speedball two. I gave you a little bit longer uh, than I should have because thanks. I wanted to hear what the game was. <laughs> <laughs> We're all waiting. <laughs> We're just waiting for you to remember the name Tom Hardy. <laughs> that was ten seconds. <laughs> right, are you up now? I'm ready. Nice. Right, can we count in three? Two, one, pitch. My movie is The Legend of Zelda, but it's based on the universe rather than a specific game. Gilmero del Toro to direct, with Ryan Gosling playing as Link, Kira Knightley to play Zelda, and Colin Farrell to play Ganondorf. Del Toro's distinctive soul bring the difficult I'm rushing here, bring characters of Hyrule to life, Goros, Goron Zoras, <laughs> Lost Woods. Oh my god. Anyway, bring in elements of all the Zelda games who so have the ghost ship from Wind Waker, Minish Caps, you could get Warwick, Warwick Davis to play Link, and there would be a sequel called The Missing Link starring Stephen Fry's Tingle. You're out of here. That was good. Nice work. Yeah. I like the fact that half of that seemed to be in a different language. I know. I got so paranoid about rushing it that I stumbled. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Warwick Davis to play the Ocarina. No. He'd play, he'd play which end, which end Mini Link. Not it Tingle. Has, no, no. Stephen Fryer's Tingle. What, in a the six sequel, foot four man? In the sequel, Missing Link. Come on. Did, I, did you miss all that? All right. Okay. Oh, shit. Mine's. Do I not get any feedback? Who's going to time right, through? Right, yeah. Just, Let's let um, everyone have a go, yeah. and then right, and then we right. we can discuss okay. our projects at length. Apart from Hold Stuart, on. are you being? T- <laughs> shall I time you? Yeah. Um. Okay. Hold on. What have you done? What have you done? Have you broken it? Okay. Yeah. Ready, three, two, okay. one, pitch. Legend of Zelda. It's basically Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings. It's going to be directed by Guillermo del Toro no. or Alfonso what? Cuaron. Basically, like Luke Skywalker, Luke is a young boy who grows up in a sleepy forest village who goes on a journey to be a magical world to fulfill his destiny and become the legendary hero of time. Um, so basically, it's a straight-up adaptation of Ocarina of Time. And you would have... Um, Chris Hemsworth as Link you would have Gemma Arterton as Zelda and yeah. you have Mark Strong as Ganondorf because he plays everybody in Hollywood excellent God, I didn't go through half of it wow there you go I got, really, I got really nervous then <laughs> this is tough I was genuinely nervous <laughs> right. wow, so uh, a Zelda oh, film directed by Guillermo del Toro I wonder where you got your ideas for that eh? you slagging you know, off your own idea <laughs> No, I'm saying it's a great idea. Or Alfonso you nicked it. Well, originally I put Peter Jackson and I thought, a bit too obvious. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Tom Hardy's a good actor, isn't he? Isn't he? <laughs> Just, uh, oh, Tom Hardy putting that out. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I didn't even know. Right. That was almost a mega a drive me- on your head. A mega drive. <laughs> <laughs> We're up in the States. <laughs> We've got, Is that because we haven't mentioned a, a Sega game? It could be. Yeah. We're going to drop we should, a console on your head. Yeah, when we it, should when just mention it, we've got we've got a big shelf full of old consoles, <laughs> and one of them is a Sega Mega Drive, and it very nearly just fell on I Chris like Tilly's the, head. The sword of Damocles is dangling <laughs> over my head, as is a Sega Mega Drive. <laughs> Tom Hardy wasn't in your no, treatment. No, no, no. You okay. Who are you making up? Where are you? Gone. He's gone. He might be in mine. I'm just putting it out there. Right. Okay. Clock. Pardon right. me. Oh. Three, two, one. Pitch. I'd like to take a 30-year-old game franchise and merge it with the War on Terror. So my idea is to make a very modern Bomberman movie. Set in the near future, the film's hero is John Justice, a soldier whose arms and legs are blown off by an IED in (laughs) Afghanistan. The Ministry of Defence rebuilds him, forging articulated robot arms and legs onto his torso and turning him into Super Bomberman, whose mission is to wipe explosives from the face of the planet. Robocop meets the Hurt Locker, I'd have Paul Greengrass directing, while in my movie, Tom Hardy is Super Bomberman. Oh, that's, that's, very that's, good. that's that's the <laughs> one for me. And I've actually what really happens f- when you rehearse. <laughs> I've really went, fleshed out his look. backstory and the villain, uh, the villain whose family were killed in the same IED explosion that he lost his arm Chris, and legs in. That's not wasted though. You give that to Tom Hardy, he goes away. He he digests that. Yeah. It feeds into the performance. <laughs>
Right, okay. Does okay, anyone, so... Does anyone want to critique or a feedback? Because we need to, you know, obviously work out these ideas. Yeah. I, uh, think, I think it's a challenge what Stu's taking on because not only has, has no one really made a good um, video game movie, but sports movies are notoriously hard. Yeah. Rollerball was a great film, though. Rollerball. Mm, the well, original. the original it's dated, was... It's dated a bit now, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot they remade it. Yeah, the one with Chris Klein. Yeah. Chris but Klein. I like the idea of a speedball movie. That would be very cool. Yeah. Bring it on, I say. Bring yeah. it on. Two two Zelda movies. I mean, uh, w- could you guys get together and just make one Zelda movie? Like otherwise, the Coen Brothers. You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, otherwise, my, my, it's going to be a bug's life and ants my, all my, over my, again. I know, it's going to be terrible. My original idea was a three and a half hour Russian-Soviet mo- Soviet movie called Tetris, and it's just about a building site. I like it. But I don't think that would really... Bring in the dust. I'd, I'd watch it. Well, you Because I was yeah. going to go for Metal Gear Solid, but it's, it's so, well, so cinematic already. It was when I was obvious. researching a Zelda adaptation, I was just struck by how much like Star Wars it is. In terms, right. you know, Star Wars. Um, George Lucas read a book called um, Hero of a Thousand Faces. Right. And Star Wars is he basically incorporates all these kind of mythic archetypes. Yeah. And the mythic archetypes is stuff like Call to Adventure, Refusal of the Call, Crossing the f- Threshold, Entering the Belly of the Whale. The Road of Trials, meeting the goddess. Basically, you can map Zelda onto those I was gonna say, building blocks, all of them. Well, well, not even just the building blocks. They're exactly the same. It's you exactly do go same. into the belly of a oh, whale. Jabu Jabu. Yeah. And well, something like Apotheosis is yeah. becoming, Luke becoming a Jedi. Yeah. It's Link becoming the hero of time. Yeah. It's just like this classic movie structure, good against evil. I just think that's, you know, a timeless story that you could tell again and again. See, I when I thought of Zelda, I just thought, I'd quite like to see that. <laughs> Didn't do any his of little, that. His little green hat. Yeah. Wetter. So mate, you've muscle. gone for Chris Hemsworth as. Uh, yeah, mate. I think you'd have to debulk a bit. See, I think Ryan Gosling. Yeah, I'd, re- I'd prefer Ryan Gosling. I can't. Do think- I don't like Chris Hemsworth. I just don't like him. Do you not think so? No. I, th- I think he's an incredibly sincere leading man. Really? Yeah, I think he's really good. I think you're on your own there, pal. Oh, okay. I also, but I do think that Del Toro, as his vision of Hyrule, would be pretty goddamn amazing. Yeah. Well, especially as he didn't get to make his Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. It all must be there. So, do you think there's any chance that one day Nintendo would? I don't really know. Well, they, well, they let whoever directed the Mario Brothers take their most iconic hero and make an absolute travesty. Well, is that it, the so. reason why they wouldn't do it then? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, Fingers crossed. But there's got to be like a good billion dollars in it if they get it right. It would have to be yeah. absolutely cast iron, though, wouldn't it? You know, they they couldn't afford to screw this up at all. I still think the obviously IGN did that fake trailer yeah. mm-hmm. uh, what a couple of years ago for April, April Fools. Fools. Yeah. And that's really good. Yeah, you know, considering well, it was made on a very shoestring budget, uh, I think it looks amazing. Mm. Well, also, the, um, you seen the Street Fighter fan movie that they made? Yeah, mm. it's brilliant. Like the production values on it are great, and I imagine that's meant for right. next to nothing. But I think it's getting. You know, this is about it's jokey like getting treatments, but I think it is getting the right people attached. The reason yeah, why there's not been a great, great video game adaptation is because they've not adapted the right properties and no. they've not probably got the right talent associated. In all seriousness, Chris, I loved your idea, Super Bomberman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really, you know, that's, that's, that's a valid, even if you strip the, the, the game away from it as a, as a film concept, it's a valid mm. film concept. Very much so. And I had a plot that this, this guy, Bagura, who's the baddie in the, in the, uh, <laughs> in the video game, um, as I say, his family are killed in the same explosion because you've got to have that in a movie. Um, and he's driven mad by grief, and he teams up with the five fiendish bombers from the game, and uh, he decides to destabilise the West because he blames them for the IEDs by the side of the road <laughs> by bombing, planting bombs to blow up 20 different capital cities in Europe in 20 days. Wow. And so Bomberman's got to hunt them down. And... There you this go. is amazing. Can we kickstart this now? Because <laughs> yeah. this is brilliant. Also, I do like the fact that you didn't take 
Well, you put a story behind something that doesn't really have a story. Well, maybe Bond Man doesn't yeah. have a story. Yeah, no, I read not. So it doesn't have much of a story. No. Uh, well, interesting stuff. Do let us know what you thought of those pitches, and if you've got a movie pitch of your own, absolutely, yeah. please let us uh, let us know. Uh, IGN UK feedback at IGN dot uh, com. I will say the one I started off trying to write was The Secret of Monkey Island, but then I realised the more I was getting into it, the more it was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Right, it's really similar. So yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> What's out this week, Alex? Uh, so obviously it's the summer, so there's not an awful lot coming out. Um, the only game, full price, full price retail game that's out this week is Inversion, which mm. is well, you reviewed it, didn't, didn't you? Yeah, Chris? I reviewed it about it would be about a month ago now because it's been out in the states for a month. Yeah, it was delayed in the UK, but I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, across Europe, in fact, and it's a very kind of middling third-person cover-based shooter. It's kind of a rough, ropey Gears of War knockoff yeah. that has this kind of cheap sci-fi premise where. It, um, gravity no longer um, obtains, the laws of gravity no longer obtain in isolated pockets across a city so you can walk on walls and that sounds really cool and a couple of moments it's like, um, it's almost this weird shifting perspective, it's like a scene from Inversion, um, Inception I mean Yeah. Do you think but, that might be where they got the name from? <laughs> perhaps, but um, it, they never really make good on that premise right. and a lot of the gravity powers are just a little bit annoying you end up just shooting instead of using the gravity powers which should be integral to the whole game. Mm. So yeah, don't, don't buy it. Then. Don't buy it. Yeah. Don't buy it. Oh dear. Oh. Rent it and play it for a couple hours. Then. And even then, even then, not worth it. Mm. Oh. oh well. Turn your consoles off. <laughs> play Batman Lego. Go out and enjoy the sun. Oh. I was playing Batman Lego too, and I drowned playing as Aquaman. <laughs> Did you really? That shouldn't happen. No. Oh, that's a bit silly. <laughs> should be somebody should have done the research. That's number one this week. Is it again? Really? Yeah. What's the rest of the charts looking like? Uh, Olympics games gone up to number two. Who people. buys them? Uh, well, the thing Families. is, I, I don't. I must admit, I haven't played a, a kind of uh, an athletics game for a long time. But I used to love track and field, just purely because it was stupid. Yeah. Um, and I'd quite like to see what this game has to offer. Should we play at lunchtime then? Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> but the only problem is, like, I used to, uh, when I played track and field on PS One, I literally would get through about a joypad every three months. Yeah. Because you'd ruin it. That's the only Wreck thing. It. I was the same. My Spectrum keyboard was battered. Mm. That was Daily Thompson's decathlon, though. I thought you were going to say that's your Daily Thompson impression. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> uh, Amazing Spider-Man dropped one place to number three. That really hasn't had much of an impact. When did that? Has that just come out in the movie theaters? Last week, yeah. So where did that come in the um, charts? It opened big. Um, not massive, but big. Second biggest opening of the year. Really? Uh, behind the Avengers, 11.9 million it debuted with. God, I'm surprised by um, that. But it's a funny thing, this. I mean, they opened it on Tuesday. Yeah. It feels like right. they're, they're, they're pushing opening dates further and further in the back to try That's and have a bigger weekend. That's almost an entire week. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's cheating. So um, <clears throat> to put it in perspective, uh, if you look at the um, Charles Gann in The Guardian compared uh, like for like Friday to Sunday between that and The Avengers, and it got 50% of what The Avengers did. Yeah. Right. So that's what you're kind of looking at. It, do we just think it was just too soon for a reboot of the franchise? I mean, it's only, definitely. what, two, three years since the last and one? The, say the word treatment again. The treatment isn't significantly different to no. warrant a new movie. But you've got to think they've got a new star who didn't cost much money, a new director who didn't cost much money. It's going to make enough 
f- to make a second and third movie. Mm. It's probably not going to make as much as the three previous Spider-Man movies, no. but it'll make just a shade under, which is a, still a hell of a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. But so if that green light's a sequel, now I don't know much about the Spider-Man universe like you do, Creeper. Yeah. Like, who is left from... Like, will they just start using the same bad guys that were in... No, Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is not, obviously not as strong as Batman, but Spider-Man does have a significant roster of villains. Mm. It's one of the stronger rosters in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. But they will have to, they will have to have to use the Green Goblin, which yep. they used in the first Spider-Man yeah. movie, because it, it is crucial to the blossoming love story between him and Gwen Stacy. Right, like they can't not introduce. But I feel like he'll be an, a real, an actual goblin this time around. I think he'll be a mutant. Yeah, yeah, which would be because the suit wanted to see first time. Yeah, because the yeah. suit really yeah. didn't work. There's this, if no. you watch the first Spider-Man again, there's a scene where they're having a dialogue between Spider-Man and Green Goblin on a rooftop, and it looks really bizarre. Mm. Two actors, with, and you can't see their faces. We can see Willem Dafoe's mouth through like netting. Yeah, but it's all it's all obviously setting up the Gwen Stacy story arc. So yeah, yeah, I mean. All parts of them. I've not seen it yet. I might see it tonight. Yeah, it's I just right. can't be bothered. Where, oh, are, they, yeah. where are they going to bring the storyline in where he gets trapped by a giant tumbler with a piece of card underneath it? <laughs> that one's good. Yeah, it's my favourite. What's out this week then? Um, out this week. Hold on. I, I was going to see if there's anything funny for Alex yes. to laugh at. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's a film that's made a thousand pounds, one thousand five hundred pounds from three cinemas, which you might like the sound of. Yep. It's called You've Been Trumped. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'd go and see that. Now, that's a documentary, isn't it, about uh, Donald Trump's attempt at building a golf course in Scotland? Yep. I didn't know that, but yep, <laughs> yeah. that sounds good. That sounds good. I like it. Who on earth is going to go and see that? Um, well, obviously, 1,500 quid's worth, but... Well, the Katy Perry documentary opened at number four. Yeah, but that's Katy Perry. Mm, and got... it's in 3D. It's called Katy. It's called Katy Perry. Part of me, but it doesn't say which part of her. Oh, wow. Is that your dirty laugh? Too? We can, but hope. Do you dirty laugh again? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, out this week, yeah. we've got Ice Age Continental Drift, which is okay. <laughs> is that like a Need for Speed, but uh, <laughs> Continental Drift with, with a little? Okay, yeah, I've that. never seen an Ice Age. What's Pangea riding the apex? Who's that? Pangea. Yeah, it was when all the continents yeah. were one. Oh, is it? That's what it was called, Pangea. <gasps> Your knowledge impresses me. Geology. Um, yeah, I went and saw it last week because I had to read it for the site. I thought it was quite funny. <laughs> I, I laughed. So you're I think you're, said that. But they're all right, those, those, con- yeah. those Ice Age movies. They're okay. I think I said those honest, continental drift movies. Yeah. <laughs> the animation was really good and the 3D was pretty good. Like, I quite enjoyed all of it, really. What's, oh. what's better, Dark Knight Rises or Ice Age 4? I haven't seen The Dark Knight oh, Rises. Oh, why not? I'm get, I'm, I'll hazard a guess, but why, yeah. what a weird question. Why, are you asking why, me that? What's why not? Better, just anything, and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. What's better? This kind of Coke. What's better, cheese or shoes? <laughs> shoes. Would you rather shoes made of cheese or cheese made of shoes? Oh, oh. shoes. Well, hang on. You'd what rather if, shoes made of cheese? I'd rather shoes than cheese. Yeah, I'd rather no, have but, shoes than cheese, but you could have, if you had the cheese that had the wax outing, I was going. You could scoop what, it can out. I, can you, what, like a big baby bell. <laughs> yeah, a big, a big baby bell. What? What? Shut up, Stuart. I'm not from Yorkshire. What cheese would you use to manufacture shoes from? Didn't we just? Have that have, no, but I want. Well, oh. only Stuart gave his opinion. I would use. Well, you could have. Can you two talk about this afterwards? <laughs> well, is this not this week's talking point? No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the Hot big question. Topic. The big questions on the IGN UK podcast. <laughs> and there's one other movie out this week. Yeah. Called Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. I haven't seen it. We thought it was all right. Steve Carell and Keira Knightley. Together, I, at last. I tend not to watch Keira Knightley films, so... <laughs> Why? Why do you hate her? 
It, I just find her annoying on you, screen. Well, obviously, Alex wants to know because he's cast her. Yeah, in his yeah, he's got a movie. It's her jaw I find a bit it's annoying. It's that smile she does, isn't it, with all the bottom teeth? <laughs> but no, I don't want to just put it down to her physical attributes. I also just don't think she can act. Whenever she's opposite a proper actor, she looks way out of her depth. To me, she looked way so out. What about if depth? she's opposite Ryan Gosling? It's yeah, I think she might combo. struggle. She might struggle. Mm. No, not going there. All right. um, we got any feedback? Not much, but a bit. Who's got the first piece? I have. This is from John Langan. He says, thank you for recommending Slender. I can truly say that I too now go to sleep thinking about the Slender Man stood in the corner of my room just sharing, staring. Just sharing. <laughs> just sharing, guys. <laughs> yeah. Here's a shoe for you oh, and cheese for nice me. Uh, which of you play with an inverted Y-axis? Not me. <laughs> 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 Do you know what it means? Mouse Stu's laughing. I think he might. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Observational comedy. It just, it just looks funny written down like that. Uh, obviously, yeah, because he plays with inverted y-axis. Uh, y-axis. Uh, mostly, he says because of his, his addiction to Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> uh, and now well. he plays all FPSs this way. But Slender doesn't have that option to invert your your axis. I play with an inverted y-axis. I don't. I don't as well. It does my nothing when people go in and fiddle around with controls. Okay. Chris? So you annoy me. Yeah, I wasn't listening. I was reading my bit of feedback to oh, make sure enough. I could do it all right with it. Good. Are you an inverty? <laughs> yes. Are you inverted? In here and outy. I'm left-handed. Yeah. Mm, that's but not what I'm... I was asking, but thank you anyway. You're left-handed as well, aren't you? I'm left-handed. We're all sharing. I'm a, uh, a lefty-vert. A lefty-vert? What does yeah. that mean? Well, I'm left-handed and I don't invert. Okay. Yeah, me too. Right, right, good. There you go. So I'm the only inverter, am there I? There you go. Yeah. God, you're annoying. I've always known that. Email from Matalan says, After hearing about the terror stalker you while playing Slender, I decided to try it myself. I found it wasn't all that horrifying, and believe this is because all my fears have been drawn out of me while playing the bone-chilling amnesia, The Dark Descent. I didn't understand a word of that. Mm. It's like he's back. He didn't like Slender. Yeah. Sorry, he didn't find Slender very scary because all of his fears have been drawn out by playing the bone-chilling Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Is that any good? I don't know, never played it. Any Oops. good? I've played it briefly. Um, What's scarier? I'd say The Slender Man. Oh. Is he? Yeah, well, that, this, well, I said it on the last week's podcast, I don't want to repeat myself, but... If you don't want to know what he says, just listen to yeah, the last week's podcast. Yeah, just go back to then. Like when you were playing you. it last week, you were yeah. like a, a shivering quim. A shimmering quim? <laughs> shivering quim. Is that vajazzle? Shivering. You're like a shimmering quim. Yeah. <sighs> Your white axis that is all inverted. <laughs> what do you think? What, what, do you, what are you more scared of? Cheese or shoot? <laughs> uh, not cheese. I'll scare it would be if you look down and you have cheese on your feet. Oh. Cheesy crib. <laughs> oh. Move along, come on, next one, oh. next one, creeps. Anyway, this this also refers back to last week's podcast. It's from Dave Connolly, who's from Scotland. Scotland. What was that? Scotland. There you Amazing. go. I've, you know, I've worked with Keza for a year. I can got, got it down. Um, I was a wee bit surprised. Brilliant. So <laughs> like having Jimmy Cranky in the room. Okay. Um... <laughs> When we call, we call Mass Effect Three on last week's podcast one of the most disappointing games of the year, me and Tom said this. Yep. And Dave's come back to us and goes, "Was your collective disappointment with Mass Effect Three based primarily on the ending? Because I thought the rest of the game was superb." And basically said, "Keep in mind that this is the same year that saw the release of Resident Evil, 
like um, Raccoon City, which is yep. a bit of a flop. He says SSX, which was quite well received. It was, yeah, but I don't know if it sold. Connect Star Wars. Yeah. And Sonic 4 Episode 2. Yeah. Um, well, you've just picked out a handful of dogs there. There are lots of other good games that came out. But we're talking about the most disappointing game of the year. All right, then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and why I am disapp- was disappointed with Mass Effect 3, I think it was about expectation management, because I love Mass Effect 2 after not liking the first game all that much. And then Mass Effect 3 was just disappointing. And it was nothing to do with the ending for me. It was to do with the really heavily repetitive gameplay at the end you might as well be playing horde mode from gears of war because you were just withstanding relentless wave of enemy after enemy and the enemies were getting bigger and more popular um more of them yeah Yeah. and that was what i found sort of disappointing by it was just the repetitive gameplay Mm. there you go so sorry dave Mm. what were you most disappointed with last year chris what (laughs) (laughs) of what everything just 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 my love life. life oh was it disappointing? Yep. Is it better this year? It's getting DLC. Yeah, it's improving. It's getting patched. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what it means. What does it mean? It keeps getting error 37. <laughs> I've, I've inverted it. I'm trying to get online. <laughs> um, I have an email from Oles, aka PCE Deadmeat. Um, he says, yo, I have a question. Can I ask it? No. no just, <laughs> move on. You just said yo. <laughs> um, so, the Higgs boson thing became a meme. Um, I think it just was a thing, wasn't it? Rather yeah. than a meme. Um, but if those crazy scientists actually ripped a hole into another dimension, like we're all secretly hoping for, what would you like to see come out, Event Horizon style? <laughs> Do you want a portal to heaven, hell, aliens, dinosaurs? What? Can we only pick something off that list, or can we pick... Oh. No. I've written down Nymphomaniac cheerleaders. I think yeah. Ooh, you could have given us a little bit of preparation time on this. I don't know. I mean, I like dino- dinosaurs, but I like the thought of hell. But which what? one's better? You'd, you prefer hell? Wouldn't hell, hell and dinosaurs? I reckon hell would be a lot more fun than heaven, wouldn't you? Heaven is fucking boring, man. What, the, you're talking about the gay club at Charing Cross? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't go She's for, always like, down there. I'm yeah. guessing it's down there. I'll tell you what, heaven. I've ripped a portal in there a few times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Inversion. <laughs> go see my Stargate. <laughs> Chocolate Stargate? We're reaching Event Horizon. <laughs> what does it mean? doesn't mean anything anymore. It sounds rude, but it's really not. What, Higgs boson? I don't know what? anymore. Cheesy shoes. <laughs> Do you know what? I just want out of this podcast. Smurfs? No. <laughs> Nymphomaniac Smurfs. Let us know what you fancy know. coming out of that big old portal that from the Higgs's bosun <laughs> and that. Dr. Brian Cox. <laughs> Dr. Brian's what? Dr. Cox. <laughs> Singing D Reed. Is that it then? Things really can only get better. Have we got no more feedback? I think that's it. That's it. I I think that answered his question, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Olds. Brilliant. We do all have formal physics training. (laughs) Don't know what it means. Thanks for joining us this week. Um, I, I, oh. Well, hopefully the sound was uh, better quality. I'm not sure about the content. (laughs) (laughs) Content, pretty much the same, sound much better. Same Um, old shit. Would like some feedback, though, if when you're telling us which of the uh, pictures you thought were best, if you like the challenge feature, maybe email us some challenges that we could do in future podcasts. Sounds good. Just don't make them too complicated, because we're quite lazy. (laughs) Yeah, as as long as it's about three minutes work, then I think we're all right. (laughs) But even then, that's... Pushing it. Don't forget to write us on iTunes as well. Five stars would be very nice. At least nice. five stars. Yes. Can you give more than five? No, but rate us five times with five stars. Brilliant. Okay, that's five it. Stars. And that's it for this week's podcast. We will see you again this time next week. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Bye. 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 Bye.